Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. I look out on each of you and it's just like, does it get any better than this? And for all of our podcast listeners throughout the world, know that you are loved cherished and adored, and you are welcome here at any time. And so happy Sunday, everyone. This week, we conclude our four-part series featuring the creative ideas, a spiritual compass for personal expression by our founder of religious science, Ernest Holmes. I highly encourage everyone who did not hear Reverend Larry's message last week to access it on our website, pcsl.us, and download the free podcast. Because last week, Reverend Larry used the concept of mental equivalence to explain developing and sustaining high quality relationships at work and in our personal life. I have to say, I have never ever heard the development of relationships placed into the context of a mental equivalent where it was so clearly articulated that you can take it away, you can apply it in your life. And as many of us did at lunch afterwards, we were like, well, was that a crossover that was big? Was it separate? Was it? Anyway, I encourage you to go because it was a masterpiece. And Reverend Larry said at game day on Wednesday, he goes, I was thinking that that was my best best message ever. <laughs> and I said, it was a really hot one. All right, so today, today we're focusing on creating happiness, and so we shift our focus to the divine creative process and our inherent power to create happiness in our lives. Yes, I said inherent. It is our divine birthright. And we're going to explore three, t- three things in the time that we share together. First, embracing happiness is an inside job. Second, eliminating negativity is eliminating a death trap to our happiness. And when we say a tender yes to happiness, we are placing happiness in the now. And so let's get started with embracing happiness as an inside job. First and foremost, it is not external. So here's what it is not. It is not clamoring for high levels of achievement in our career. It is not accumulating copious amounts and mass quantities of stuff and things, no matter how luxurious, no matter how expensive. It's not acquiring vast power and positions of authority, and it is not status in society, nor is it any external condition. It's not when the kids grow up and go off to college. It's not when I get a new job. It's not when I get a new house. It's not when I'm in a new relationship. Happiness is not an external condition. Happiness is never, never, never external. So what is it? Well, here's where Ernest Holmes, our founder of religious science, in Living the Science of Mind states, happiness is based on an inward sense of security a sense of belonging to life and to each other. So whether this is the first time you have ever walked into a Science of Mind Center, a Center for Spiritual Living, or whether you are an avid learner of this philosophy and of this teaching, the most critical thing to remember is that it is based on the principle of oneness. And what that says is that God is 
all there is. God is in, through, and as all of creation. That God so loves itself, it gives of itself to itself in the form of its creation. That means that the very substance of my body, the fiber, the cells, there is that substance that is spirit. That is true for me and it is true for each person here. We are of spirit. It is absolutely impossible to experience separation other than a thought of separation because we are literally swimming in spirit stuff, in that star stuff, in that magnificent stuff called God. And so we have the divine creative power because God so loves itself, it gives fully of itself, which means that creative power that God uses to create all that is seen and unseen is a gift that is given to each of us. And the great Sufi um, mystic Rumi stated it this way, you are not a drop in the ocean, you are the ocean in a drop. And by the way, the Open Mind Bookstore has brand new, beautifully illustrated bookmarks with that quote. So I encourage you to stop by the, by the bookstore. And so when we remember to reach back into ourselves to that great I am that is the truth of the core of our being, our true self, which is God in us, as the source of happiness, we are unifying with the whole. And in this space, there is a sense of belonging, a sense of security, and there is peace of mind. And in Creative Ideas, Ernest Holmes emphasizes the importance of peace of mind for creating sustained, long-lasting happiness. He states, Peace of mind is what the world is searching after. For without it, we have only a sense of insecurity and loneliness. But only when the mind is tranquil, like an unruffled body of water, can it reflect the divine images of peace and perfection. So it is only from this inner state of happiness and connectivity that the stream of life flows fully and freely. Happiness is an inside job. And so next, eliminating negativity is eliminating a death trapdoor to our happiness. Ernest Holmes is very specific in the creative ideas. I mean, there are many ways that we shut off the free flow of life. For example, being out of integrity, not keeping our commitments, lying to ourselves and others. There are many, many ways that we shut off the free flow of life and that we live a more constrained and constricted life. But Ernest Holmes talks specifically in Creative Ideas about eliminating negativity. And he said it is very important that we eliminate the attachment to negative emotions from past negative experiences. And so this um, oftentimes results in the habitual pattern of complaining, gossiping, criticizing, holding resentment, and this, because we were talking about the four agreements, is not being impeccable with our word. Oftentimes what we do is we continue to share ad nauseum victim stories. Well, I have a personal experience of this. <laughs> 
what happened was about a decade ago, I was with a girlfriend, and I started telling a negative work experience I had, one where I was resentful. I felt that my team, which was the highest producing team in the department, did not receive the recognition that we deserved. Well, I carried that forward, and I'm t I was telling this story to my friend, and in the middle of it, she said, can I ask one question? I said, yes. She said, Marilyn, how long ago did this happen? I paused, and I said, two decades. And she went, wow, and you're still telling that story? Well, that was like a four by four right upside the head. And I can tell you, I had not been introduced to science of mind at that time. But I can tell you, I knew it was important to stop telling victim stories. So I'm encouraging all of us to be very aware. Where in our life are we choosing to be the victim and to perpetuate it by telling it over and over and over again? Because every single moment that we use telling a story that places us in the victim mode is the misuse of our power. Science of Mind teaches that spirit works in the now. Right here, right now, in this moment, is our creative power. And if we're choosing to misuse that power by, being, by lack of being impeccable with our word, telling victim stories, what are we doing? We're recreating exactly what we don't want. We are perpetuating it into the here and now and right into the future. And so if we want that crap to go away, we have to quit talking about it. And that includes the national political scene. Okay. Okay. And so right here and right now, I'm going to share early on the homework assignment. And this week, I am asking all of us to really look at our lives and to look at where are we perpetuating being a victim? Where are we misusing our creative power by advancing a worn out old story that is not being impeccable with our word? And then I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, what benefit am I receiving from telling this story? Because I firmly believe that our behavior fulfills a need so it might be that we have a subconscious desire to be a victim because it gets attention. All I'm saying is life is far greater than that and being a victim does not suit you because you are really, really powerful. So let's move on and that is in what way can we say a tender yes to happiness now? Science of mind teaches us that there is an infinite power back of everything and that this power is available for our use and we can use it in a very definitive, specific way. In Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes states, in the great universal man, mind, man is a center of intelligence and every time he thinks, he sets mind into action. And why is this true? 
let us look at the divine creative process. And we can reflect on this by going back to our analogy of the seed, the soil, and the plant. So the seed, many of us here are gardeners and we've chosen to plant our garden starting from seeds. We didn't have to put anything in the seed. It was already fully complete at the time that we planted it. And so too is our thought that we choose to plant. So in our thought process, we choose a seed, we can choose to be a victim, or we can choose to be empowered. And we plant that seed and nurture it in our consciousness. It is planted in the soil, and just as seed is planted into fertile soil, where it is watered and nourished, our idea is received by the creative medium of mind. And in science of mind, this creative principle is called the law. Because it cannot be changed, it can't be conjoled to say, oh, please, please, please. It cannot be influenced in any way. It simply is. And like the soil, it doesn't offer any resistance. So when we plant a tomato seed, the soil isn't going to say, oh, I don't think so. I don't think you should be planting that in me. Oh, no. All the soil does is it receives. And the law says yes and begins to germinate the seed into form which is taking place in our life. So then that plant, the seed germinates in the soil, grows into a plant. So to our thoughts, moving through this creative principle of mind unfolds into a form of our lives. And in science of mind, form or experience is called a demonstration. So when we do our one-minute miracles here up at, at the front afterwards, that demonstration, whatever we pray for, we're placing that seed into the creative principle and it moves into action. Mind moves into action and there is a demonstration. That is that we receive that which we requested. So here's why this is really, really important. There's a whole lot of chaos in our world right now. We can look at the world and it seems like there's chaos, like there's a lot of disorder. And we may be wondering what is really happening to humanity. And so prayer is a form of action. It is a form of maximizing our inherent process, our inherent power to create happiness. And so when we look at spiritual mind treatment, it is a deliberate act of the mind, a conscious moving action of thought in a certain definite direction. It gives direction to this creative power, which is infinite. So when I was learning spiritual mind treatment, I remember being taught the simplified form so that we could remember. And, it's, and many of us are familiar with it. It says, there's one life. That life is God. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. And in using this statement, first, I'm recognizing the one power, the one presence, the all that is. I'm recognizing that it is perfect. And then I am unifying with it and claiming it as my life. That life is my life now. And so there's all that is. God is all there is. Perfection. Life is beautiful is what we heard in the song today. 
Ken and LaRonda just kept singing that over and over again. Life is beautiful. Life is wondrous. This is the truth of life. And that when we name it and claim it, the law receives our word and immediately moves into action and brings it into form. We can look at a lot of the chaos in the world and think that we have to resist. Prayer is a form of action. And in science of mind, spiritual mind treatment is science-based. That means that it always works. It's not wishful, hopeful. It is definitive, and it's being able to say this, not this. So we can look at all these appearances, children being separated from their parents, all this chaos that is going on in the world, and we can say, no, we don't have to resist it. We can go into prayer, and the form of action is to say this. We offer up a higher mental equivalent, one that allows us to move into the world to fulfill the vision of Centers for Spiritual Living, which is a world that works for everyone. Prayer is proactive. Prayer is action. So in this time, in this place, when it is so necessary, each of us can release that smallness and choose to empower ourselves to be the change agent we wish to be in the world, to allow for the vision that happiness is our divine birthright, and it is the same for everyone in the world. And so let's summarize before we go into our prayer. Happiness is an inside job. Our connection to source is the inner springboard to everlasting happiness. It's given freely and fully by our creator. We cannot give it away. It is ours and it is ours to accept and use. We can choose to let go of negative experiences from the past, thereby eliminating the death trap to our happiness. And in doing so, we open up space for life to flow freely, fully, more wondrously, more beneficially for all concerned. And we can, use, we can choose to use the divine creative process to create happiness by giving definite direction to the power available for our use through affirmative prayer. This is our power. Happiness is our birthright, and we can choose it right here amidst all kinds of chaos, and we can be the change agents that help up-level consciousness so that there truly is a world that works for everyone. And so in closing with our prayer, I've chosen, it's a little bit lengthy, but it's the meditation from Living the Science of Mind, written by Ernest Holmes. And I think it addresses so many of the conditions that we see in the world today, and it brings a sense of tranquility and peace of mind. So I'm inviting you to get comfortable in your chair. If you're comfortable, close your eyes. If not, just sort of create your own personal space. Relax and listen to these words written by our founder, Ernest Holmes. I know there is a power for good which is responding to me and bringing into my experience everything that is necessary to my unfoldment, 
to my happiness, to my peace, to my health, and to my success. I know there is a power for good that enables me to help others and to bless the whole world. So I say quietly to myself, there is one life. That life is God. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. It is flowing through me, circulating in me. I am one with its rhythm. My heart beats with the pulsation of the universe in serenity, in peace, and in joy. My whole physical being is animated by the divine spirit. And if there is anything in it that does not belong, it is cast out because there is one perfect life in me now. And I say to myself, I am daily guided so that I shall know what to do under every circumstance in every situation. Divine intelligence guides me in love, in joy, and in complete self-expression. Desiring that the law of good alone shall control me, I bless and prosper everything. I multiply every activity. I accept and expect happiness and complete success. Realizing that I am one with all people, I affirm that there is a silent power flowing through me and them, which blesses and heals and prospers, makes happy and glad their pathway. And realizing that the world is made up of people like myself, I bless the world and affirm that it shall come under the divine government of good, under the divine providence of love, and under the divine leadership of the supreme intelligence. Let us always remember that we are not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. And even the natural order of the universe awaits our cooperation. Thank you for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.